Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Before that, though, this survey, I'm sure you heard it with Patty earlier today, new survey out of secondary school teachers, and it's shown that teaching is no longer viewed as an attractive profession by 75% of the secondary school teachers who who took part uh, in this. 75% actually considered leaving the profession. So I'm asking you today, if you're a teacher, maybe you're a former teacher, maybe you're thinking about um, going into the teaching profession, why do so many teachers think it's no longer an attractive career? Adrienne is with us on the line. You're a secondary school teacher. Is it an attractive career option, Adrienne? Hi, Andrea. Well, actually, unfortunately, I'm afraid to say I don't believe it is any longer. Um, I'm teaching for, for 26 years. And as far as I can see, it's a completely different profession to when I started teaching. In what way? I think, well, I think, you know, in terms of the longevity options of it, uh, teachers are working so hard now. Um, teaching has become so diverse. Class sizes are still so large. Investment is still below us out of 36 countries in an OECD report. Um, so, you know, all of those, for all of those different reasons and many more, teachers are burnt out. Burnt out in 10, 10 years, even less sometimes. So um, I never thought that I would say it, but I'm myself considering uh, retirement at this stage after only 26 years. I would have thought there would be more longevity in it for me. Um, I think the housing crisis, though, has really been the final straw. Um, for, for many young, younger, newer people coming into the profession. And um, indeed, people who have been in the profession for 10, maybe 15 years who are just still renting or cannot afford their own. Uh, you know, so um, I also think there are issues with, as we ASCI have flagged for the past uh, 10 or 15 years, recruitment and retention problems. So, mm. OK, so you're actually, you're part of the, the, this stat today that's, you know, ticked the box to consider walking out and, and leaving the profession. Yes. And for, for yes. all the, the, I suppose, the good elements of it though, Adriana, are they not still there? Well, there is some flexibility uh, in teaching still, but, you know, the way I see it is teachers will vote with their feet. Um, people vote with their feet. And, you know, if teaching is so good, why can we not retain and recruit teachers? That's what I'm tr- trying to get, an, uh, I suppose, a better understanding of today um, in, in, in talking to people. But I suppose it, it's one thing to maybe see something as a good job and then look at the kind of the long term attractive career opportunity that comes with it. Like, is it the fact that there there isn't that same promotional opportunity within within the profession? Yeah, well, we, you know, I'm going to just split it into two main groupings here. So the first one in terms of recruitment of younger teachers, we we now have a a teacher qualification, which um, due to the cost of it and due to the duration of it um, is prohibitive to a lot of new and uh, teachers and younger people. We also have a a scandalous situation where... um, we, what we call the casualization of the profession, where new teachers are just being hired on fixed-hour contracts 
uh, for very short number of hours. So they might have six hour contracts of teaching and the rest is being filled up with subbing and substitution. That's not satisfactory. We want permanent posts for teachers and we want them sooner than some teachers are getting them. So it could take up, you know, three years at a minimum before a teacher gets a permanent post. That's not satisfactory. And that's all feeding into the recruitment crisis. In terms of retention, uh, you're right, you mentioned there about uh, promotional posts. I mean, experience is no longer valued um, in, in, in schools or is, is valued much less. So in terms of teachers, let's say, of 15 plus years teaching, um, they, their experience doesn't count in terms of a promotional post or a promotional situation for them, which is, um, which is a, a great source of um, low morale. Okay. That, that, that would be my experience on the ground. And, and I think, as I mentioned before, the lack of investment is really cruel because the lack of investment means we have very large class sizes. We have le- less access to uh, funding, for example, for special educational needs students. Um, uh, we have insufficient resources and less staff, including teachers but, on the But branch. is that, I'm, I'm well, trying to think though, and I I'm, I'm don't take away from, you know, the, the, the concerns that you'd have in, in terms of um, teaching the class and whatever, if it's primary or a secondary school level. But, but do, does that, you know, a lack of investment and a lack of resources, does that make a profession unattractive to somebody getting into it. Like everyone in every profession, Adrian, will complain about X, Y and Z and the company if they gave them more resources and investment and equipment and do you know what I mean? Like like that I don't think that's not unique to teaching. Well you see, teaching now, I mean we have we have very diverse classrooms now. We have te- students, you know, and might be so with all sorts of different issues, um learning difficulties, language uh, difficulties and you have one teacher in front of 30 students of all different abilities within that class grouping as well and that is extremely difficult to manage on top of that you would have um, always uh, homework work, uh, corrections you have test corrections uh, you have meetings after school you have um, you have staff teacher meetings, planning meetings. And now on top of that, you also have the fact that you can't afford to live maybe close to where you're working. And you have all of those problems, you know, on top of each other. It's kind of multi-layer. And so teachers find that they there is no other time. Okay. We have no, you know, Let- anything else. We, have no, um, we have no option for remote There's working. A- um, and that is attractive to other people, or yeah. people like myself, for example. With, I suppose with, that's with, uh, some, that's 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 again. I suppose, though, Adrian, that's something that you know it, it's not, I suppose, possible to facilitate in 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 many other professions either. Though, let me bring in Warren as well, if you don't mind, Adrian, because I, I want to kind of get a flavour of. Um, how teachers are feeling and I, I can tell you there's plenty of views coming in here anyway on WhatsApp from uh, people who well you know what we'll ask the question again do you think teaching is an attractive career I do want to hear other voices too Warren's on the line Warren you're also a teacher if you were to start all over again would you go down the same route? Hi Adrian um, well I think it's it's um, it's hard to look back like that and, and really give a good answer I mean I'm I've just come back from uh, five years on secondment uh, working with one of the teacher training uh, 
wings with the Department of Education and I'm returning to the classroom uh, soon. Um, like I am looking forward to going back to the classroom, but I am coming in on, uh, I'm not coming in on the reduced wages new, new teachers will be coming in on. Um, I'm coming in with a lot of experience um, and I, I, I guess I have a full picture of what, 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 it, what they're going to face. You know, I, I, th I do think, there, listening to your last caller, um, the intensity of teaching is something that people don't fully understand. I think until you've done it, even in the last five years, um, we have actually had to provide um, subbing cover at times during different crises, like uh, during the COVID um, crisis, we provided subbing cover as an emergency option. And then even recently, we provide subbing cover because there was seen to be not enough subs. Um, and I had forgotten how draining and intense teaching was. But I, has, I it was, got more was, in, has it got more intense, Warren, than it was when, when you were in the classroom five or six years ago? Like, I, I appreciate Adrian's point around, you know, look, class sizes are big. OK, there's too many children uh, in, in the class to teach. Adrian talked about the diversity in the classroom, that maybe in, in the absence of having a special needs assistant or, or somebody else to, to assist. But I wonder, like, I'm trying to get a sense of, does that mean it's not an attractive job? It's hard. A lot of jobs are hard. Um, you know, it is a hard job, and uh, there are a lot of jobs that are hard, but I think that a lot of people assume that maybe teaching is a shorter day and therefore easier. Now, I was working uh, 9 to 5, 9 to 6, uh, most days for the last five years, in a, uh, working with teachers and also then kind of 50% in an office environment. And when I went in subbing, I was on a shorter day, but I was absolutely mentally and physically mm. drained. After the, I was in an extremely challenging school. I will say that with, you know, picking up, I suppose, um, and dealing with all society's problems in a small room with children who have a lot going on um, in their home lives, and you're trying to bring them through, in my case, a maths curriculum. Like, it, it's extremely challenging and draining. It's, it's like trying to spin 100 plates at one time and any time. You know, if... Some of the children have so much going on in their lives that just being there is difficult for them. Okay. And, and it's, it's constant, it's constant firefighting. It is actually, I, I've, I've forgotten, and I, I do appreciate what the previous caller was saying, it is very, very draining. And those days, you know, a shorter day, if it was any longer, um, you, you, you would be burnt out. And I can understand why a lot of teachers are facing burnout because of the and the difficulty of, of a lot of the classrooms. Okay. Let, 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 let's, let's get a couple of other voices on this too. Stay with us, Warren and, and Adrian. Um, this texter here says a full-time teaching position is very attractive, but the problem is the lack of full-time positions. All the jobs seem to be part-time, fixed-time contracts to cover career breaks, maternity leave and long-term sick. Uh, Marie says, starting salary nearly 40,000, three months off. I don't doubt they work hard, but do they think the rest of us are doing nothing? We all work hard. Long hours, only 23 days off a year, says Marie. A lot of messages, Seamus, coming in about that. You know, around the, 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 like, absolutely the job is hard, but offset by the holidays. Like, what do you say to people about that? Warren's still there, yeah. Yeah, sorry, salary is not near 40,000. It's uh, it's just over 30, and you would be in second school. 38, is it not? You'll be... 
you'd be uh, you'd be lucky to get anywhere near that because you're going to be into part-time hours. So you'll be, um, I mean, if, if you look at the numbers, most schools are missing subs, okay? It's the subbing work that's causing the crisis at the moment. So a sub is, is going to be in there. They're not going to be on full-time hours. They're not employed by the department as a sub. You're going from one school to another. You might be traveling quite far to get there, and you might only be on half hours. You'd be lucky to be making 20000 as a, as a starting off teacher in a post primary because of the fact that you're not going into the permanent position, it comes it comes back yeah. really to the to the permanent positions. Okay, and and, and bear in mind that person has just spent um, nearly twenty thousand on a postgrad position, probably has a large loan out, and they spent six years in college. So six years in college, they paid nearly twenty thousand for last years, and they're going into a job where they'd be lucky to get twenty thousand. Bill is on the line. Bill, is teaching an attractive position? How are you doing? How are you? Good. Um, I think it is. And I just I just find this, this kind of like negativity. It's like, well, it's like the, some of these people think that teaching is unique and have all these issues. Every job has its issues. But I just feel if you're really passionate about teaching, then obviously the issues come with the job. So if you're not, really, if you're not willing to sacrifice these things, then don't get involved in the first place. Are you a teacher, Bill? I'm a teacher, yeah. Oh, are you? Okay. I am. And I'm a teacher in a desk school. And obviously it is challenging. And like like, like any job, but I think if you really love it and are really passionate about it, then you deal with it. I just think sometimes it, it comes across. As, and I get a bit frustrated with the kind of the unions where it's kind of like this whole idea that teachers are, people should be feeling sorry for them when, like obviously, like I said, every job has its challenges, but why shouldn't we just kind of get on with it and try and make the best of it? Obviously, we're going to try push our kind of agenda forward in terms of getting resources and things like that. But I just find this whole idea, oh, we've meetings after school, we've all this, we've all this, that. Like, get on with it. Is it a good gig, Bill? I really enjoy it. I, 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 I love the job. Yeah. And, like, obviously, you're going to have your challenging days, but tell me a job that you don't have challenging days and, like... I just, I just don't like this whole negativity sometimes put forward by, by teachers. Is there too much negativity, Adrienne, being then been put put forward by teachers when you listen to Bill? Um, no, I, I think you're asking about real issues on the ground, and we're describing real issues on the ground, as highlighted by the survey results that came out yesterday. I mean, if everything is so rosy in the garden, then why can't we get teachers? You're trying to tease that out, and we're trying to be realistic about it. I'm extremely passionate about my subject. And my, I, I have a science background, and I could have gone to work in technology many, many years ago, but I stuck with teaching because I absolutely love it. So let's be clear about that. And I'm sure every teacher on the line is very passionate about it, and every teacher in every school is passionate about it. But the problem is, when you can't afford a roof over your head, uh, you know, where you can't afford to rent. There's where, whether you love it or whether you're passionate about it, really takes second place. And that's the reality, uh, Andre, you know. Yeah. Go, go on ahead, um, Bill. Hang on, Bill wants to come in there. Go on ahead, Bill. But again, you, that, that's the housing crisis. That's not about, like, I've heard people mention on this about you have parent-teacher meetings and meetings after school and planning meetings. That, but that's a different issue to the housing crisis. That's my whole point. Like, fair enough, giving out to the government, and, and obviously there's a, there's a huge housing crisis. But blaming things like and 
talking negatively about what the work we have to do as teachers. I just think it's just a bit, it's just a bit, it's just a bit much. It makes us seem as if we're lazy. Do you get embarrassed, Bill, by this kind of, when you listen like, sometimes? In, in some respects, yeah. I just Sometimes I just feel it's a bit, it's a bit too much where, like, we have a job to do, we do our job, and I think we do our job brilliantly. And obviously you're going to have people who, who are kind of anti-teachers in the first place, but look, let them off. Um, but I just think some people, sometimes when people talk within the profession so negatively about the profession, it's like, well, do you actually enjoy your job? So the, the, some of the things that Adrienne and, and, and Warren have mentioned, like like the housing situation and, and not being yeah, able I, to... I, I completely agree with that, but that's not about the teaching profession, that's about the housing crisis. Well, it's not unique to teachers who can't only afford to rent or or, or buy a house. Professions who can't basically live where they need to work. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying teachers don't have a tough in that respect because I know people who, like I know a girl who travels down from Monaghan every morning for, for work in Dublin, but like, obviously that's a huge issue, but I don't think that's unique to teach. That's a fair point, is it not, Warren? Like, a, a lot of people in a lot of professions commute. Um, I, I have no problem with that, and, and bear in mind, I am returned to teaching, and I love teaching. I'm happy to do so, even after a break um, with, with a different part of the Department of Education. But what is unique to teaching is the casualisation of uh, the, your contracts for the first few years. There's no it, job is that, Warren, where, I have where to, you will I come have in. To, I have to, uh, Warren, ask you about that. Is that unique to teaching? Like, I know well, I certainly didn't you, start. In a, heard of well, a doctor, I certainly didn't start a in a permanent job. A nurse. Have you heard of a, a doctor, a gardener? a nurse, a firefighter working on part-time hours for the first few years, maybe covering maternity leave here and maternity leave there after six years in college? Will you, w- would you be happy after six years in college um, looking at a career where you're lucky to break €20,000 for the first few years? Would, you, would, would, that be, would that be something you're happy with? Like, I, I don't think you would be. No, well, well, Warren, I, like I, I don't. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the, the, the media career or the journalism career isn't isn't too far removed then from teaching because the the reality for a lot of people is certainly I can only speak from my own experience uh, in media is that like if if I thought that I was going to start out on a if I got a starting salary at thirty eight thousand, I I actually would regard that as that's a, that's a, an incredible starting figure to my mind. Uh, well, and I appreciate I, I mean, your point it's, it's, it's that not, not everyone not starts on that, but freelancing right. work is a component of many industries. And initially, in the um, like, you don't go into a permanent job initially to start. Okay, so the, the, I think I've repeated it said a few times. It's not thirty-eight thousand because you're starting on a lot less than that. You'd be lucky to break twenty. So that's just a fact. Bill, is that you know, what, like that, Bill? That, that, and, and like, I mean, they're indisputable facts and. And another indisputable fact is, I mean, the three of us can talk about it on the radio now. There is a shortage of teachers in uh, recruiting teachers. There is a huge amount of people having to teach subjects they're not qualified to teach because the schools are so desperate to get people in for those. So we can't argue with those figures. Mm, No, I accept that. It isn't attractive because people aren't doing it. I like it and I will continue to do it. But the labour market has spoken and they say it's not. Times have changed. This listener says, I work a very hard job. I can't afford a house either. I'm also travelling up and down the country. That stands for every young person in this country at this stage. 
Uh, none of the things um, mentioned unique to teaching, says this listener. Another listener says, my friend became a teacher in her late 20s and she was shocked by what the teachers complained about with her experience in the private sector. She did not have the same complaints at all. I'm not a teacher myself, but I was a language assistant uh, in Spain, says this texter. Another listener has got in touch to say teaching is an incredibly difficult job. We never feel appreciated for the work that we do. And a lot of us, that caller is right, don't start off on the starting figure because we don't start in a permanent job at 38,000. Andrew says, I'm an engineer. My sister's a teacher. She earns a lot more than me. I'd love to change to teaching and teach maths, but I have to do a two-year diploma and I actually feel that that's the blocker. Another texter, the problem... um, I often feel is that we don't take into account the things like they have in London with regards to the um, the, the London waiting, the extra additional money that too should be paid. This listener, it should be said that many teaching contracts are not paid for the summer or any holidays, as many people assume they are. That's not always the case. Yeah, look, fair point. If uh, if if that's if that's the experience of some of the listeners. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about this ASTI survey of teachers and they found that about 75% um, of secondary school teachers have considered leaving the profession and many no longer view it as an attractive career. And I've been asking teachers, um, I don't want to hear from teachers today, like give us a sense of why it's no longer viewed as such an attractive job. Seamus is a teacher, he's on the line. Seamus, is it an attractive career in, in, in your view? Yeah, can I just start off by saying that it's a really rewarding job. I just want to clarify that. And it's a privilege to get to work with teenagers. Mm. Um, and I think what the I think the problem is, I think there are teachers who are involved in the system. I think the issue is with um, we have some of the biggest class sizes in, in, in Europe. You can have 30 class, 31 students in a class. All of those students are taking a lot of subjects. We have had a new initiative. Now schools have to teach 400 hours of well-being because there is a mental health crisis in this country. I mean, your your own uh, website flagged the um, issues with CAMS and the fourfold increase in young adolescents waiting uh, on an appointment um, with that. I think there's a mental health crisis in, 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 in with our young people and there's no kind of um, places for these people these, these okay. people to go. So schools are being asked to, to kind of fill a hole, put a plaster over it. But what also has happened is that this is taking away from teachers' contact time with their classes. So I, as a history teacher, would have had four periods a week teaching history. That's now down to three. So there's extra pressure on that. And then you've the pressure of dealing with 30 in a class, the pressure of marking exams, marking homework. So I think we have to kind of draw a line between, yes, it's a very rewarding profession, but the workload. Okay, so you've sort of become a counsellor nearly as well, Seamus, is that? Yeah, and I'll tell you something. Last Friday, I had had a, a, a student breakdown in my class because they hadn't an assignment done and then they were facing into last Saturday, Sunday, they had to do their orals because the Department of Education, they used to timetable the orals during the week. Now they're not. They're having them at, during their Easter holidays. So it, the students aren't even getting a break. And teachers are giving up their own time. Granted, they're paid for it to go and do the orals for their students. So, look, okay. 
it, there's a huge, huge So there is more issue. pressure then. You, you, you feel there's a heavier weight on your shoulders, Seamus, from previous. And how long are you teaching, do you mind if I ask? I'm teaching about 16 years. Right. And you see it, you, the, the, there's more pressure on you and your performance than there would have been 16 years ago. Absolutely, and you're, okay. um, I, I okay. just like to say too. I think that word you use there, performance, is is a really good word because it, it's it's a profession, and profession is you. It's, it's a kind of a high trust model. But what happens? What what is happening is there's huge pressure, top down development of policy, um, and huge pressure on teachers to be accountable now um, for lots of things, form filling, and basically we're moving into what's the UK style system. Mm. I mean, I know, you, I'm but sure you heard... But they got rid of some of those kind of, didn't they, those sort of, the more middle management roles. Like, you, you hear a lot of that in the UK. I have friends that, that teach in, in, in England and they'll, you know, a lot of them have more promotional opportunities in, in terms of um, becoming like the, the year head of, you know, history or the certain subject. And with that, yes, comes more administrative roles yes. and responsibilities. But, no, but there comes a sort of a, a a pay rise. You know, you can you can earn more money. There's more career opportunity, I suppose. Absolutely, but we're doing it for free. I mean, there are very few middle management posts in our mm. system. Okay. And there was a moratorium on them yes. during austerity years. And yes, there's the moratorium had been lifted, but there are still not enough okay. middle management jobs for all the extra work, extra policy initiatives. Um, that that school okay. have taken upon themselves. So, so that's that's a concern for for you and others. I can see too who've been texting in here in oh eight seven fourteen hundred one oh six. Stay with us, Seamus. Robert is on the line as well. Robert, do you think teaching is still an attractive career? Well, I do. Yes, but I, I agree with some of the points being made, uh, and especially by the first caller, Adrian. Uh, waiting three years to get a full time position uh, that certainly is a setback. And she also highlights having to correct homework. Now, in the past, there was debates about whether pupils should have to do homework, and I agree that they shouldn't have to do homework when they come home. So the homework should be eliminated altogether. It's enough for pupils to spend whatever amount of hours they do in a class. But there are major plus uh, uh, sides. I mean, they have three months paid holiday every year. And I'd like to know if any of the teachers on the lines would be willing to tell us what's the average take-home pay of someone that's in a full-time position for at least four years. And I'm sure that they, they must be taken home at least 800 a week, which is, uh, there's nothing wrong with that as a salary either, you know. Seamus. Sorry, 800 a week, did he say? Mm. Well, yeah, no, yes, no. for an experienced teacher, yes. Uh, well, I mean, what do you mean by an experienced teacher? Like there's an well, someone, with, someone with maybe four, time, four years uh, uh, full-time teaching experience. Absolutely nowhere near the 800. I don't know where you're getting that figure from. And, and, and honestly, I mean, I, I, I don't think it, it helps the debate when people come on and throw figures around like that, to be honest with you. Well, I'm, I can only tell you from the civil servants angle, there were an awful lot of civil servants that are taking home more than a thousand a week. I know, but after you're, you're, after you're, deductions. But then you're saying that that's what teachers are taking home, and and you're completely. Well, I'm only I'm only wondering what teachers are taking home, and that's why I was asking. But I'd say that I know the average factory worker would come out with about five hundred a week. Okay, but I don't see what the comparisons are. I mean, there are... Well, the comparison is the amount of money you're getting paid to do your job. I mean, you know what the job is before you get involved. And is the wage packet enough to entice you into it? And if the wages aren't enough, then you have to quit your job and and go look for other work. Seamus, do you want to to come in there? 
Well, yeah, no, I just think that's a bit of a specious argument. I, I, I you know, I, I think it's just, just being controversial there. You know, I mean, pay the pay, yes, is not that bad compared to other European countries. But as the other speakers have pointed out, the problem is waiting two years for a full time contract. Now, I know you made the comparison, uh, Andrea, with with in the media, but I think the media. It, I don't think it's. I think it's an unfair comparison because the media, you you don't expect you expect to do a lot of freelance work, moving around with teaching. You do expect to go in and you do expect there to be a a almost a full time job for you, especially in this environment where we don't have enough teachers in our schools. And ironically, we have and we have more than enough registered teachers at the moment. Mm. But where are they gone? And I'll tell you where they're gone. They're gone to Dubai. Dubai. They're gone to the the UAE because they're being headhunted and they're being offered super, super contracts, super wages. And the reason they're gone is because they can't afford a house here mm. and they're gone away to, to save. Yeah, the, I have to be, the, the housing is, it's, it, you have to be, you know, to, to, to be fair to you, Seamus, the housing is a huge issue for people today in the text line um, with regards to this conversation that, you know, I suppose it's it's one thing having a job and then it's looking at the, you know, how good is that job and the quality of life that comes with that job and maybe we've just, you know, quality of life now and I think even since the pandemic, it is a it's a much bigger factor for people. Um and a lot of the text coming in today, it's very split. Like I have to be honest, you know, it's it's very split. There's a school of thought, teaching's a great job, look at the holidays, and then there's there's the other half of that. And to be fair, it is about fifty fifty. Um very similar to Seamus and talking about it, you know, it, it's no longer an attractive profession because you can't rent if you're not in a full time permanent gig and you can't afford to save to buy the house. So I don't know. It's like the housing, the housing issue was mentioned in the first part of the show today in a conversation about whether this is a good country to bring up, bring up children. It's been mentioned again as to whether teaching is an attractive profession. Like everything stems back to the housing situation. Seamus, we'll leave it there, Robert. Thank you as well for getting in touch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.